0: Well, ho, 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 it's the holiday show of Cannabis Chat live on a Friday afternoon. I'm Jimmy Young with Pro Cannabis Media. I'm joined by my co-host on Green Rush Fridays, David Rabinovitz, and we're so happy to have Andrew D'Angelo along with us as well. And he is in the festive festive mood because he put on his little holiday bow. Andrew, thank you so much for joining in and, and joining us here on Friday.
1: Well, it's great to be with you and your listeners today.
0: So uh, you are in, uh, you're in California, in Oakland, at the world headquarters of Harborside, although I'm guessing you are remotely operating Harborside from your, from your house. Am I accurate on that?
1: Well, you're accurate that I'm uh, operating from my house right now and that Harborside's world headquarters is in Oakland, but I've actually exited Harborside. I'm no longer an employee over there, still a co-founder, big shareholder, of course, but um, uh, doing a lot of other fun things now.
0: So yeah, like not- perhaps taking on the United States of America in a lawsuit, perhaps? Are you involved with that?
1: Well, Harborside is very much involved with that. And I was involved with that for many, many years, over a decade. And um, of course, we're at the Ninth Circuit. I, 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 I just hope that the new leadership of Harborside hangs in there and keeps fighting the case and doesn't settle. That, that's the only thing I'm worried about right now.
2: Now, Andrew, if, if you don't mind, walk us through the case. This is about the punitive nature of, the, of 280E, right?
1: Right. For those of your listeners who don't know about IRS tax code 280E, in the 80s, there was a big drug dealer who was dealing much harder drugs than cannabis, and he got busted, and he wrote his business expenses off on his taxes, and the IRS had to honor the deduction. Um, so... Ronald Reagan and Ed, Edward Meese at that time was the attorney general. Uh, and it was a very conservative government in the United States, as you may recall. And they didn't like that. So they passed tax code 280E to prevent future drug dealers from doing that. And it applies to any transaction that uh, of a controlled substance on the Controlled Substances Act, specifically Schedule One and two, I think it is.
2: Right, one and um, two, that's right. Um,
1: and and schedule, of course, we're schedule one cannabis. Uh, so uh, they apply 280E um, despite the fact to all cannabis companies, despite the fact that uh, at the time that 280E was passed, it was not intended for legal cannabis companies. It certainly wasn't intended for patients and medical cannabis companies to deal with. Uh, but we've lost all of our court cases challenging that uh, we've lost a few other arguments that, that, that we've made, and, and so we keep losing in court, but we keep fighting because it's very important that all, um, the branches of government are put on record with respect to all the different injustices associated with prohibition, so 280E just being one of them, and the judicial branch of government has a chance to end this injustice once and for all we're handing it to them on a golden platter all they have to do is rule uh so i hope they will rule in our favor and that would help the whole industry of course we could get rid of this 280e once and for all Uh, and instantly our industry would go from having a very hard time being profitable to being profitable
2: (laughs) being very profitable right right Right. so Yeah. I've run financial models on it because I do a lot of that sort of thing. And I now build into the model a trigger that the whoever's using the model can hit the drop down and choose what year they think 280E is going to go away. And it's amazing when you look at the, the cash flow coming out of the business. It's like dripping out of a faucet. And then you hit the year where it, it, all of a sudden 280E goes away and it comes the, the profits come gushing out of a fire hose. It's just huge.
1: Yes, no, we're, we're, we at Harborside learned that very early. And the reason the IRS came after us was because the details of 280E, you have to make certain allocations for 280E on your tax return. And it's based on court cases and so forth. And we made very aggressive allegations that the IRS didn't like. Our allocation was one half of 1%. Um, because in our way of thinking, the only portion of the Harborside experience that's trafficking is when the money and the weed goes like that, you know, right there on the counter in that tiny little square footage, <laughs> and right. so we said the rest of the facility is, well, is a wellness educational center, right. yep. um, and 280E and doesn't apply. The federal government didn't agree. Yeah, they didn't like that one.
2: <laughs> I'm curious. Do you know who was the original drug dealer who who, who got shouldered with all this, that they they wanted to make sure? Uh, I,
1: I, I don't recall his name. I believe it was a heroin. It might have been a cocaine dealer. One of those two. Uh, it was a smuggler, international smuggler. It got busted in Florida back in the days when you oh, would, okay that, that uh-huh. was the main smuggling route was through Florida.
2: So one, oh, one, of the, one of the groups I'm involved with, are involved with a couple, are now speaking to a couple of legends out in California, and I was just wondering if it was one of them because they, one of them would probably would have fit the the bill. Oh, I guess one uh, of one I, I of, don't know I, one I, of the I, Florida I, legends I understand was making it so was much,
1: not a cannabis person who 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 did yeah. this. No, it was right. not cannabis. Yeah, I'm sure but, it wasn't cannabis but
0: you're a cannabis person as is your brother Steve with the last prisoner project if you look back at 2020 this has been a kind of a monumental year in the advancement and the end of prohibition how how as as long a year as 2020 has been <laughs> at least you can look back and say there's been some really good things that have happened in the pro cannabis world correct
1: Oh yes, we have a lot to celebrate. We had a cl- clean sweep uh, uh, at the election. We just had the UN vote. We just had the MORE Act vote. Uh, while both the UN and the MORE Act don't have a whole lot of teeth right now. And you know, it, it's, it's more symbolic than it is significant. Right. It's still significant in its symbolism because it, 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 Harry J. Anslinger um, made weed illegal in 1937, and we have not had a single vote since the MORE Act vote since then uh, of any kind of significance or meaning. And now we did, and, and we passed one House of Congress. We have another, we have to pass, the president has to sign it, but that's a major step forward. We, we have to feel good about that. Um, You know, social justice and social equity, I know you're very passionate about social equity, Um, took big steps forward this year, driven by activists, you know, I'm really proud to say driven by activists and the activists have done such a good job uh, that now some of this is getting to be operational. So um, I'm very pleased with that. I, 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 we got essential status, although Massachusetts, you're kind of on again, off again with that. As just typical of Massachusetts, man. Uh, don't worry, California's worse. We're the poster child for totally legalizing weed wrongly. It's California. <laughs> Massachusetts is like our, 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 our little brother or sister over there in the <laughs> trying to emulate us as hard as they can yeah. uh, um uh but um so yeah we, i think and and you know we're coming out of the pandemic the vaccines are going to take hold uh probably not till 2022 will be will 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 we be gathering again in any kind of really major way a significant consistent way um but i think those years 20 21 is going to be all about just healing and uh, getting everything ready, cleaning up um, the, the garden, getting all the weeds out, putting our nice fertilizer down, seeding everything. And then 22, 23 are gonna be the two biggest years for cannabis in the history of humankind. I mean, it's gonna be, wow.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you, so, if you're not directly involved with Harborside now, what are you directly involved with now out in, uh, in Oakland?
1: Yeah, um, my post-Harborside life is in three main areas. One is social justice, Last Prisoner Project, so I spend about 20-25% of my time. I'm now chairperson of the board of Last Prisoner Project, so my responsibilities have gone up a little bit there. Um, and I'm a, a strategic advisor and consultant. And in fact, I have a client in Massachusetts um, in a little town called Revere. And so I'm excited about that project. And, um, Andrew. and yes, Rabia is oh.
2: it's, it's Rabia. not E R E, it ends oh. in an A H,
1: Rabia there you okay. go <laughs> revere excellent i'll have to i don't want to offend anybody in, in massachusetts of course oh please um, you know um, what we're so uh, used
0: to that uh, accent <laughs> at, at this point
1: no but you know so so i i you know i keep the lights on for my social justice work with with strategic advisor and consultants and i have clients all over the country and the world now um i've been at it for a while i also have a couple firms i work with like global go and regenibus and Uh, GPS out there in Colorado a little bit now so uh, and that's fun for me because uh, not only do I get to make a living but but I get to build lots of different cannabis companies and organizations both profit and nonprofit, both small and large and it really gives me a chance to have a lot more influence on the industry and I hope provide more opportunity for the my constituents that I consider my constituents, if you will, which is you know the, the underdogs, the working class people, the the equity people, the black brown people, the legacy people like me and Steve, the 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 you know the the the, the, the that's my and, and so I'm trying to create more opportunities for, for all those folks with with all this work that I'm doing and so it's very synergistic in that way um, and um, you know. Uh, I I hope that five or 10 years from now, instead of 4% ownership of people of color, we'll have 40%. Um, Something like that would be something, a lot closer to where we need to be uh, than 4%. So I wanna help with that because I'm in a place in my career where I'm I'm well positioned to do that. And I am willing to do that. More importantly, I, I, I don't, I have very, unique personal circumstances. I don't have children. I, I, I don't have to have intergenerational wealth created for myself. So, uh, you know, the industry is sort of my children and my family. And, and so that, that's how I'm, I'm trying to empower folks uh, through, through that work. So I do a lot of pro bono consulting for, 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 for smaller uh, companies and entrepreneurs. Uh, And then, of course, I do a lot of creative work Uh, until Massachusetts is a great example of we we have to lower the stigma uh, of cannabis, even in California, 60% of California is banned, banned, supply chain doesn't exist, it's prohibition by ban. Uh, And same thing in Michigan, even Colorado has huge percentage of ban, I think, you know, approaching 50% still uh after eight years or a long those are the
0: time. those yeah. are the nimbys right they're not in my backyards they may have right. voted and, for and, it right but they don't right. want it and in their
1: massive we, we got run out of massachusetts we got run out of massachusetts all i was trying to do was heal people uh and we got run out of that we were called all kinds of nasty names and drug dealers and my brother's legal case was spread all over the boston herald right and, and it was terrible you know and now my brother would qualify as an equity candidate in right. Massachusetts and probably get some benefits from it so it's funny how these things turn and 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 it's not funny it's deliberate it's people like you working at it people like me working at it the activists uh, um we're demanding this and um and 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 so we're making uh a little bit of progress so i work i i i work on telling stories i had a movie called cbd nation a documentary film i appeared in i produced all about CBD and children that have been healed uh, with CBD and the science behind and the origin story, more important, how the CBD miracle came to be it. A lot of people don't know the origin story of CBD. It really came from a bunch of misfits and growers up in Northern California and Harborside in our laboratory. And, you know, there was a lot of happy accidents and discoveries uh, along the way of that story. And now you walk into any CVS, you get the CBD and it's very mainstream. So so we told that story. Um, I made a a little independent film called Freeland which is about a, a grower in Humboldt. This this is a narrative film. It's a it's 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 touring the film festivals right now and it's about a, a grower up in Humboldt who's getting displaced by legalization and and sort of the pain and trauma she's going through and also she makes some mistakes. She 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 made some errors uh, in her decisions that that caused her to be in a bad place by the end of the movie. Uh, so uh, and of course I write too. So I have a column with Playboy, and I um I'm gonna be writing. I'm right for Green Entrepreneur. And uh,
0: I think I I think I quoted. I think I quoted your holiday gift guide. Uh, that was in Playboy. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping uh, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. That, that one wasn't as serious as some of the other ones I had to write uh, for them. But it's, it's, it's great. I, I really enjoy doing the creative work. That's where um, I, I really, time just flies by. I'm in the moment. and in the zone. I'm having a great time. And that's where I get the real joy of my work. Uh, and the other the other things feel a little bit more like work, but 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 everything is mission driven for Steve and I at this point. We've been doing this so long. Uh, so every breath I take is is about this mission, and um, everything we do is in in some way integrated now. Uh, and it, it feels good when when you're yo- younger in life, uh, you, sometimes you struggle with that sort of, integrating everything younger and life passionate about uh, into one package and uh now i'm kind of enjoying being able to do that so those are the three things i'm working on in in my post harborside life and and you know and just trying to support harborside too as best as i can from from just being a shareholder and a co-founder
0: um, can I ask you about the atmosphere as you go out and you are who you are and you talk to people, uh, whether it's uh, on this coast or in the Midwest, maybe, or all the way to the left coast. Um, what, why, why do media people still look for the industry to trip up and fail rather than tell the stories? And I know you've heard a million of them. How cannabis has saved my life. Cannabis has changed my life.
1: Well, it's a very curious question I've asked myself many, many times. Uh, I've just, um, (laughs) uh, gentlemen, I've, 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 all your listeners have probably asked that, that, that same question too. There's something about um, negative coverage that the media people have discovered makes them more money. I guess. And so, and there's also, there's been a hundred years of prohibition. And, and so there's this muscle memory that the, the prohibition is in the muscle memory so strongly. And, and there's, there are, you know, probably a bunch of people in the media who would love to see prohibition come back. They are against legalization and want to see prohibition come back. So, there there's some of that at, at, at work too and and I, but i think it's really more just excuse me the negative coverage um you know people i don't know why you know what why, do, why does the real housewives of this town or that have <laughs> such high ratings um uh, uh um you know i i can appreciate that having medium ratings you know um <laughs> Um, it's, but, qualita-
0: uh, it's quality, not quantitative. This is what I keep telling people: put out great content, and it will rise to the top. Okay, it may not be talked about around the water cooler because they're good stories to be told, but no one's telling the good stories in the media. Hence, yeah. what we're doing here. This is one yeah, of the. Yeah, no, I, I, think I think it's
1: great. About. I mean, we've really taken it into our own hands. I mean, the two movies I mentioned earlier that I was a part of, not widely distributed um, independent films, um, pay-per-view in one, in one case, um, maybe someone will pick it up, um, and maybe it'll get on the streams, but it probably won't, you know? Um, so there, there's still some gatekeeper of Hollywood, um, that, that, and media, the gatekeepers that are sort of keeping us at bay, but you're right. The right content goes through. I mean, look at Jim Belushi's show, look right. at um you know even something like murder mountain at least at least that content did well um and got a lot of eyeballs on it and it didn't fail uh, and you know and it, it was a genre piece you know it was a it was murder mystery or whatever and and, and you know getting cannabis in, in inside genre pieces I think is gonna be a really powerful thing in the next five or 10 years in in pop culture. You know, it's not gonna take long. Once Hollywood, once the gates of Hollywood open, uh, I think you're gonna see just a flood. I hope to be part of it, Um, but you know, everybody wants to be, um, everyone wants to be that. (laughs) (laughs) right not everybody can
0: (laughs) that's right no and i'm glad you brought up the growing belushi show because uh it's something i enjoyed immensely because i thought he balanced uh entertainment with education and and a little drama even though i think it was pretty well scripted but uh he did a great job and he's such a great uh proponent and someone who's out there talking about it it, it, and like, and accepting it. He's like, look, this is just a plant, right? I mean, that's really what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy, you know, oh. I, was, I, I was really pleased with how how um, how that turned out. Mm-hmm.
2: So Jimmy, we got a question for Andrew from somebody who's in our chat, because okay. we, 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 every now and then we'll remind people who are watching live, they can always throw questions in. Andrew, do you see full, full national legalization at any point? And if so, how long do you
1: think it's going to take, in your opinion? <laughs> the magic question that everyone wants to know, and we're all curious about, and ask ourselves. And I do think federal legalization will come. I'm. I don't. I'm not in the sooner camp. I'm in the later camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, at le- it, it, it least, it, I don't think it happens in the first term of the Biden administration. It might happen in the second term. We might get some incremental change on banking, maybe even, Lord willing, 280e. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't. We maybe we get decrim if if the Democrats can get a hold of the Senate. Maybe. Um, um, but I, I, even if the Democrats win both those runoffs in Georgia, they, they're not going to get all fifty to vote for the More Act. They're just I not. Put-
2: but, but but decrim they don't even need the senate they don't need the house Con- they don't need congress for decrim they just need right. the attorney general right
1: well okay. i i i i i would i would be I, my personal opinion is that joe biden and uh, is not interested in spending a lot of his political capital on cannabis before the midterms wow after the midterms i think um, he might be more interested I I would say that I hope that's not the case, because it's a huge strategic blunder for the Democrats. They should be embracing it. He should vote for Decrim on day three. Um, uh, He should be pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, right, especially before the midterms. Um, That's how I would like to see it go. But... You know, just from the signal he sent on his transition committee and the signal the Democrats sent at the convention, there was just very. I think the word cannabis or marijuana was used once at the convention, uh, and I think decrim was used once, and that was it. And 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 so it was. was, I was disappointed about that. Uh, um, given the clean sweep that I knew was going to happen just a little while after that, that did happen. Yep. And we know, we know that the people uh, were more popular than any politician. Oh, so, and we'll win over and over again. So it's just, uh, it's just getting it through um, the the thick heads of the mainstream Democratic Party and I, I I don't think it's through their thick heads yet. I honestly don't. Um, I, w- I hope I'm wrong. I pray every day I'm wrong I want to be wrong I hope to come on your show and say yes I was wrong um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I really do um, but if you're gonna ask me an honest question about what I my opinion is I'm gonna honestly answer sure. I, I think we're not uh, not a whole lot happens before the midterm particularly if we lose one or both of those seats in Georgia uh, and and maybe maybe not even after the, the, the midterms, although I hope banking can happen. I hope banking can happen.
2: Well, decrim would get banking to, to happen. Right. And decrim would, personally, I hope they decriminalize. I don't wanna see legalization. Legalization is great for the user and the consumer. And I don't wanna discount that, but for the industry, decriminalization, I mean, yeah, the legalization is not the best thing for the for the marijuana industry. It will, legalization of marijuana will, will create the greatest destruction of capital we've seen in a long time. Because I, I
1: don't disagree this, with you. I don't disagree with you. I don't think the federal government's ready to do this right. And so, <laughs> I. Uh, and maybe that's Biden's genius. Maybe he knows that. And that's why he's embracing uh, decrim. Decrim uh, would be great. But, but 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 you know the problem with decrim is there's no taxes uh and 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 there is a lot of other things so it it's just it's just um it's tricky man it's tricky yep. um, um um but i'd love to see decrim i'd love to see the attorney general do it uh with the sweep of a pen you're right doesn't require any congressional action right there's a whole lot of things that you can do with current law as president that doesn't require any action at all. Right. And the, the, the Republican Party's been a lot better at exercising that power than the Democrats have been in the past. But if any Democrat's going to be good at that, exercising the levers of those laws and powers, because the Senate passed most of them in the right. last 40 years that Biden was in there. So he should know how to do it. Um, but, but will he have the will? You have to be brutal, man. You have to exercise those levels of power. You're going to piss people off. The right is going to scream and shout. They're they're going to call call you all kinds of names. Um, And the the heat in the kitchen is going to get really hot. But you have to exercise the levers of power when you have a divided government and you've won an election.
2: Hey, Did you catch there was an article, I don't know, about a week or two ago, maybe it was three weeks at this point, and it talked about the fact that marijuana, they, they did a survey after the election and concluded that a whole bunch of Democrats who didn't win would have done a lot better had marijuana actually been, had they taken the vote earlier.
1: Yes, I, 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 I tweeted about this. I, I tried to get their attention. <laughs> Not that they're, they're following my Twitter feed over there at the Democratic National <laughs> Committee. Um, but um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a real tactical error um, oh. that, that they had there. We, we barely got the vote whenever it was a week or two ago. They almost got right. scared away of doing it that time. Um, so, but they knew if they waited till the next session, they couldn't pass it maybe. Yep. Um, so, so, you know, this is what happens with reform. They get back into a corner and then, you know, we get something and, you know, like all these legalization frameworks in Massachusetts, California that are so screwed up. It, we had to cut all these deals with the devil to get on the ballot, to get uh, this group, that group, everybody, you know, and 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 it was what we had to do to win the war. But uh, along the way, we lost just about every battle. Um, So so now we have to get good at winning all those battles.
2: (laughs) Well, one of the most fascinating things here in Massachusetts was we legalized marijuana for medical purposes in 2012. We came around to legalize it in 2016. And one of the groups in greatest opposition to the legalization for adult use were all the medical operators, which shows as soon as money and, and economic interests get into this, boy, it changes everything. It's like, leave the door open until I get through, then slam it shut.
1: Yeah, no, that's your argument for decrim, right? So, um, um, but, and I don't disagree with you. I think it's an obscene (laughs) uh, gesture to, uh, for any cannabis company or person or advocate to be opposed to anything um, like that. You know, there were a lot of things, well, legalization measures I had to support that I didn't like. Uh, Prop 19 here in California failed in 2010. I didn't like it. It wasn't a good framework. It, it, it was stupid that we ran it on an off-year election. Actually, the framework wasn't bad, but I knew it wasn't going to win because we were running it an off-year election. So, uh, But I supported it because we the, the activists got it on the ballot. Um, nope. um, and, 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 and that's it. That's it. Um, and, you, you know, come on. It's uh, that would never happen to the right-wing people are so much more loyal than that than you know I don't yeah. know I don't it know was- I, I, you have to have loyalty I, I and so that's obscene we've seen this in California I I spent two years in Sacramento trying to fix the framework here and we'd have the same thing um, someone trying to build a little moat around their uh, business and not letting anybody else um have theirs uh, and uh, that happened with the CBD bill we couldn't get. You can't grow fields of hemp and extract it in the CBD here in California. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Because you couldn't get the bill to pass. The only CBD that you can get in California is grown in a supply chain that's in in the lab testing program of Prop 64. Um, You can bring in CBD and sell it from outside California. Uh, And it's just this craziness because there was a cannabis company that had a, a robust CBD business that was in the, the tested supply chain and they didn't want um, that business to be threatened and it was tiny, little, you know, and it, it was small part of the state and only, a, you know, not that many people. could. And so it was just, it was just a, a craziness, right? And, 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 and it, th- this impedes our progress. Uh, so the only thing we can do is call folks out that do that, just like you, you're doing right now, I'm doing right now, and, and just shame people. Um, it's like people don't want to have home grow in the frameworks. We had that whole scandal with in New York where all these big cannabis companies are trying to make home grow, not the illegal in New York. Um, and, and it is not, it, it wasn't in the framework that was, that was, that was talked about in New York. Um, and, and that's just a, another thing that's one it's greedy Two. Right. There's no threat. It actually, you want people growing at home because the more people grow at home, the more people consume cannabis, the more people consume cannabis, the more they're gonna go in your shop and buy stuff that they can't grow at home. <laughs> ah!
0: I don't wanna grow it because i that's too much pressure on me because I, I would probably kill the plant. That's why I'm surrounded with plastic plants. I like plastic plants because they don't die. They look well, wonderful. Well, that's the
1: thing, the- man. I mean, even <laughs> when you have home grow on the books, most people don't go through the trouble of doing it and oh, come so on, it's, it's like really- tomatoes
2: how many people actually grow their own tomatoes before rather than go out and buy them right i mean, that's it, it, that's i keep i keep likening marijuana to tomatoes because in the end it's an ag product
1: it's right. just
2: a special ag product because it's been it's illegal and it's got this wild cloud over it but once the cloud goes away
1: it's an ag product right yeah And what I would the difference that I would advocate for, and we have this in California, and you have to embed this in the law, as you guys know. But I think cannabis that people grow in their backyard ought to be able to be traded for for goods and other goods and services. So in California, if you're an adult, you can give, I think it's up to two ounce an ounce or two of weed to any other adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, for free you can just give it to them and and you don't need a license and you don't need anything like that right Um, and 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 i want to see um uh uh, cannabis has always been something that working class people and the people people used as currency so if if you if you were not a plumber and your pipe broke uh but you did have a couple ounces of weed you could trade weed to a plumber who'd come in and fix your pipe that broke Uh, And I'd like to I'd like to see cannabis that's grown in people's homes uh, be able to to be given away and traded um, for 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 goods and services. I don't think people should be able to sell it, um, uh, uh, you know, um, but I do think people without a
0: license. You want them to be able to that's sell right. it. With I, it like I
1: don't that. think you should be able to grow a bunch of weed in your backyard and then sell it on the street corner,
0: like no. a lemonade stand. I get that, right? We yeah, don't
1: want like a lemonade stand because that, right. that, that that kind of messes up the integrity of legalization in the framework. Right. right? No, um, right. But 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 let's not um, uh, let's not prevent people from using cannabis the way they have for a long long time as a form of currency. So um, mm-hmm. yep. uh, so I I I I I, I think. And it speaks to that need for the nonprofit model to be in the ecosystem, uh, whether it be people trading things or whether it be uh, an association where people can share cannabis and gather and, and, and consume cannabis together. I, I
0: love I love the theory, I do. I, I think it's a utopian theory and I like the theory, but the biggest challenge is it's a money grab right now and everybody who wants in wants their portion of it, sure. right? And that's yeah and you know it
1: feels like that in massachusetts in particular because the life cycle of your industry right now is in that is sort of at that peak because you just had adult use and there's not enough weed and there's no wholesale market so you got all these people coming in and 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 building that and and spending big money and and squeezing maybe smaller people out um so the struggle continues right and now in california It was the law that I had to be nonprofit for a long time. And it actually really helped mom and pop businesses um, because it really, really helped at Harborside. We, at one point, we supported 500 small mom and pop businesses just to sustain our operations. And these are people making edibles in their kitchens and, you know, uh, growing uh, maybe eight lights or, you know, 12 lights or 20 lights, just pretty small. And just craft, craft, craft people because they had to be patients. They had to be part of a collective. You had to really love weed, okay, to be in the thing at that time. <laughs> um, so, uh, because the feds were still coming in and busting people. So, um, it was, you know, it was a very gray market. It was a very gray market, but it had to be nonprofit, according to the attorney general at that time, Jerry Brown. Uh, and I remember being frustrated sometimes that oh, this nonprofit thing, because um, uh, I came from the legacy market, we didn't have any nonprofit uh, thing going on in the legacy market. Although we pretty much operate it as a nonprofit, because <laughs> it costs as much to sell weed underground as it does to uh, actually make it. Um, but uh, if, without getting busted, that is. Um, so, so, um, so, but, but, it, it, if you embed these things in the law, and you don't even have to say everything's nonprofit. But, but you somehow create nonprofit models and structures within the law. Like oh, there's a whole bunch of legacy people like me and social equity folks maybe, who they just wanna build community. They just want a little community center. They just want a little brand. They just wanna upper middle-class life. They, they're not trying to get global domination. They, they just want a little spot. They just wanna be a small business. You know, that's what this country was. On. It was the whole thing was small business, you know, and and we have the promise cannabis, the promise of cannabis, one of the promises of cannabis is to bring that back um, to, to to America. So so I, I, I understand it's a really frustrating moment, but 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 I hope that, you know, what I'm starting to see in California as we're starting to come out of that moment is. Uh, legacy folks small businesses folks we're learning how to form alliances we're learning how to go around it we're learning how to compete a little bit better um and 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 we're active in making sure some of these licenses are going to at least our equity brothers and sisters right so um um and then those folks are gonna build businesses, you know, and 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 hopefully not get shocked and corrupted by, you know, the 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 corporate guys. I guess. Um, not all the corporate people are bad or evil. There's a there's a bunch of good ones. I work with some of them, uh, and it's
2: it, it, they, they must be on the west
0: coast, Andrew. No, they come <laughs> on. They're socially responsible capitalists on the east coast too, David. Okay. Yeah, okay. It may not be as many, OK, but there's certainly and, and, and I think that well, it's, sort of- it's it's
1: it, it's a, it's a ethos we have to popularize. I right. Mean, you're right. It's not. It's not. Um, people look at me like I'm crazy um, sometimes because, you know, uh, I, I've given away. I probably had a billion dollars worth of weed come through my hands. But you look at my net worth and you're like, what's wrong with you, man? Um, mm-hmm. It's because um, I gave most of it away. You know, or, or I, I, I spent it on things that were altruistic um, and and I feel great, I have a, you know, I feel great about my life. I have no regrets of doing that at all. And, I, you know, I have a I have a huge community of people that love me and, and it's it's it feels really good. And I get to build things, you know, all the time.
0: Um, You you, you've changed the world. You you and your brother have changed the world in so many ways. Um, But I would be remiss if I did not ask you about our vice president-elect, who, of course, has a little history in California. Um, What is your impressions of Kamala Harris? And I'm sure you have a a story or two about that.
1: Well, I was at a fundraiser with her one time. uh, There you go. When she was running for re-election to attorney general. Yeah. And um, she was making some noises that she was going to be our friends. She ended up sort of not being our friends. But then shortly thereafter, started being our friends. Um, So she's you know, she has I I wish her the best. I, I hope that she's a seminal, transformative change agent and figure. I hope there's monuments to her someday. Um, uh whatever her dream is on that level, I hope she earns that. Um, uh, but you do have to earn it. And, you know, we're ready to work with her. We're ready to work with the Biden administration. I, I give the Democrats a hard time because they've been so unreliable. But I love them. And, and you know, certainly I'm not going to be a Republican anytime soon. Um, and, and, and then so what else are you going to be? Uh, I, I always joke the Cannabis Party. <laughs> um giving people what they really want. Um, hey, Pat
0: Paulson ran on that. Didn't Pat Paulson run for president in 1968 on that party? Something like, that. you guys Something remember. like that,
1: right? There was one, I think. Right. And then of course Shirley Chisholm Well, we we can't forget her pioneering effort in 1972. Uh, right. um, um, but 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 in any case <laughs> um, uh, I, I hope, you know, we're ready to work with them. We know how to do it. We know how to make sure that all the stakeholders that the Democrats care about, whether it be labor unions or environmental people or what have you, we can we can thread all those needles. We're ready to collaborate. We're ready to dialogue. We're, we're, we're ready to get our people out of prison. We're ready to do this. Um, so I hope that we can um, get them to the table and, and get, us, get us all working together. Um, and, and I wish, you, you know, I, I, I want this country to transform. Right. And, uh, it, it, and so to the extent that the new administration can move us a, along in those directions, uh, I'm gonna be supportive and give everybody the benefit of the doubt you know um and and you know keep everyone honest and and make fun and sort of you know and give 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 people a hard time when warranted because that's our job as activists we're, we're it's like we're, we're activists and operatives now because we've done we've won a few wars right. right so we're doing both of those things uh and uh, we got to get a little bit better at the operative part and frankly i'm not very good at that i'm probably better at the activist part <laughs> um but, uh, um, but, but I think we can be very persuasive too. And, and, you know, certainly the people are on our side and, you know, look, we've got a plant that's not only a great medicine, it's not only a great relaxant that not only can sequester carbon, but anything that you make out of a carbon centric material uh, like timber or petroleum or fossil fuels or cotton even you can make out of hemp or cannabis and uh, use a lot less pesticide water and all that um, uh, and carbon <laughs> and 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 sequester a lot of, of carbon so farms are the future raw material factories <laughs> and not mines and and drills uh so so you know we're just beginning uh and and there's really no choice for humanity, but to embrace this plant and other visionary plants, there's just no, no real choice. So we'll, we'll, we'll all keep at it until, until that happens. (laughs)
0: That's right. And we, and you know what, as a humanity, we need to heal and uh, the plant is, uh, has that Power, and I expect uh, in the next year that we will all be healing, and, and the plant will go along for the ride. Uh, Andrew uh, D'Angelo, what a great conversation! Uh, we we went even longer than I expected because you were so compelling, and we so appreciate you taking the time. And I hope you'll consider us when you come to visit Ravia. You can come, and uh, we'll we'll talk and get to meet each other from a social distance, at least until we're vaccinated.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. As next time I land in, in Massachusetts, I will look you all up for, sh- for certain. Uh, it's been a real pleasure talking with you today.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Andrew D'Angelo from uh, California. All right. We're late for a break, as they say, but we're going to take the break. And then when we come back, we're going to start soliciting some of our uh, past guests about what you think is the top five stories in cannabis in 2020. Don't go away. Cannabis chat continues after this.